0: What in the actual fuck is up, everybody?
1: To the demonetize. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, oh, you guys want us to do sponsorship for you? Sorry, nope. <laughs> oh Fuck, Austin, buddy, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, how about you?
0: I'm good, but like, <clears throat> I'm bored. So I watched The Suicide Squad yesterday, and uh, it was good. I liked it. Did you watch it?
1: No, I haven't watched it yet. I've been waiting for time.
0: Our main well, we'll two
1: came out, and I had to prioritize watching that. Well, like
0: we'll get into six Suicide Squad in a minute. But it, it's pretty good. I mean, besides that, I'm I'm doing good. I, I tortured myself to sit through a boring-ass episode of SmackDown, uh, which wasn't very good. And then, let's see, what else did I do today? I didn't do shit all day. I just I was cleaning the house. Finished reading a book, like the first book I've read in a fucking year. And then, let's see, that's pretty much it. I've just been bored because I'm like going through all the movies I want to watch and TV shows I've been making priority. There's like a couple out there I need to watch, but my issue, man, is I just don't have the time to sit down and f- like function on that shit. I'm the type of guy I like to put movies on just to pay attention to for like a half hour. And then I start cleaning the house or doing something else, but I can still hear the movie because I've seen it a million times. So I like doing that, but. Um, Yeah, nothing too exciting, except for I did hear today that um, WWE, and don't worry, I'm not going to spend this whole podcast talking about wrestling, but basically WWE released 12 more superstars. Um, The thing is, nobody knows really who they are unless you watch NXT, and I don't, so NXT, for those of you that don't know, is a developmental program that has its own show as well. Mark Henry is like, yo, if you're in NXT, you ain't safe. Pretty much, dude. Because the story is, is like, I think it was last week or the week before, NXT's viewership went down to like 523,000 viewers total, which is like really, really bad. Because on average, they make like a million something. So for some weird reason, it just went down. And um, they stopped prioritizing the show. They've been focusing more on Raw and SmackDown now. And people that are a part of NXT are just like, this is probably punishment for... Failure to perform, or at least outdo AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays. But dude, I'm excited. Next Friday is the debut episode of AEW Friday Night Rampage. So stoked! Guaranteed, Daniel Bryan will show up. Anyways,
1: <clears throat> Daniel, Daniel. Uh,
0: it's gonna be him or CM Punk, one of the two. But uh, I <laughs> so I did watch the Suicide Squad. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody. Just because I'm assuming, you know, with it being out, not a lot of people have seen it yet. Here's what I will say about it. It's definitely better than the first one. A lot of people hate on the first one. I personally loved it. I'm a big supporter in the release of the air cut campaign. But this one's way better, like 10 times better. My issue with it is, and they've already warned us about this. James gonna said it in numerous interviews don't get too comfortable with a lot of these characters because they fucking die like right away or they just die out of the blue. Yeah. You're like, God damn it. Like, okay. So my two favorite characters died in the movie, but luckily not till the end, but yeah, like uh, without spoiling it too much, let's just say this. I'm not going to name names, but this movie does this thing where it cuts back and forth. Like now eight minutes earlier, two hours later, like, it's kind of funny i see why they're doing it but it's also kind of stupid so like the movie starts where they're already starting the mission a bunch of people die and then it goes hours prior and it shows you how they recruit everybody and then it goes right back to where a bunch of people died and then there's a second team that's involved with them and so on and so forth um idris alba is good as always he I'd say he carried a lot of the movie, but it's also because it was put on him. So if you guys haven't seen the first one, Will Smith played a god-awful um, <clears throat> Deadshot. In this movie, Idris Elba plays a character named Bloodsport, which is basically a rip-off. It's the exact right. same thing, exact same story. They just couldn't get Will Smith, which Will Smith missed out. He He decided to do the shitty one. He really fucking missed out on this. And then John Cena plays the exact same thing as well. And they make fun of that because he has no power. They're like, what can he do? And he's like, oh, he can use anything as a weapon. And Andrew was like, well, what the fuck? I already do that. And John Cena's like, well, I can do it better. And so it's like, <laughs> it, it's funny. John Cena's hilarious in the fucking movie, dude. Uh, there's a big plot twist, though, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, besides like how they kill off a bunch of characters like right away and... Just kind of like randomly was stupid, but they tell you about that early on, like in production. They're like, oh, yeah, don't get too comfortable. That's why it looks jam packed. It's not. It's just that they hired a bunch of big name actors to play like the smaller roles, and then they hired some big names to play the lead roles, and then some unknowns. Um, I, don't, I don't really have any complaints about it other than that. Well, I didn't like the villain. The villain was really fucking stupid, but so was the last one that couldn't get any worse. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Like, okay, I'm gonna be honest. I don't like Margot Robbie, dude. I don't like her as Harley Quinn. I care less. I I care nothing for Harley Quinn. And she's in this again. Which it wouldn't be the same without her, I guess. But we could have done without. Like her story was insanely useless. Like there is no reason for her character in this fucking movie. Other than the fact that they wanted her back. So um, there's not really a lot of people that return the
1: first one. There's a bunch of 14-year-olds who are going to go watch this movie to beat their meats and scream at me.
0: Like, uh, uh, Joel Kinman returned as uh, Captain Rick Flag, which was cool. And then Viola Davis is back as Amanda Waller. I love Viola
1: Davis.
0: Well, dude, it makes sense because you can't really do it without her. She's kind of the one that leads the show and antagonizes the the villain, so you kind of need her. Nobody else could really do it different. So that was cool. Uh, like I said, Harley Quinn came back. Uh whole, or, go ahead.
1: The whole reason I watched Suicide Squad the first time was because they cast Viola Davis as uh, Amanda Waller. I was just so freaking pumped to see that, and she's so good as Amanda oh, yeah, Waller.
0: She's good in this one, too. She's the exact same thing, except for in this one, she's like 10 times more of a bitch, which is cool. Um, Boomerang came back as well. I don't remember his name. It's like Gia or Jay Courtney. Uh, those were really the only people that returned from the first one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's not really a lot of returning members, it's just some, and then a bunch of like newer characters, which it kind of helped it, to be honest, because I really don't think anyone gave a shit about Will Smith's character. I sure as hell didn't. It's a good character. I don't like the actor that they picked, just because I have a personal beef with him, but <laughs> dude, I can't, I fucking can't stand Will Smith. He's How come you don't shit. want me, man? that's how that went (laughs) He's like, they don't don't want me man after he sees how good this movie did but uh, speaking of Will Smith actually I saw a dope ass wrestling meme I was going to send to you so it's that same scene or no 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 it's where they're moving out of the house like the very final episode so yeah the meme is Will Smith standing in the fucking house right as everything's moved out and it says at one point WWE is going to release every single superstar except Roman Reigns and then nobody's going to be left to acknowledge him and he's just fucking standing there. And I was like, "Yeah, that's how that feels." Mm-hmm. Ah, fuck, man. Was, yeah, I, like
1: the, I like the. Um, wrestling is the only is a sport where a bunch of people with no pants fight over a belt. I appreciated that a lot.
0: I found one better than that. I just forgot to send it to you, so it was like it's all wrestling. The only hold on. Ugh, damn it start stuck in my fucking throat. so it's all wrestling. The only place where you'll see a small Mexican beat the living shit out of a tall Indian. And it was Rey Mysterio <laughs> and the Great Holly. And I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty true. It's, it's very
1: accurate. Dude, why, <laughs> that's my that's one of my biggest gripes in all of um wrestling is obviously like those guys are definitely in different weight classes. Why are they wrestling? <laughs> I kinda like that to a certain
0: degree. Like I don't want to see Rey Mysterio and Brock Lesnar. I don't want to see it. It sounds boring. It sounds, it's so impossible that it's very just, it's out there. It's too obvious. But if they threw like Roman Reigns in there with Brock Lesnar, which is still an impossible match, it would be interesting to say the least. But yeah, when it's something that stupid, it's like, oh, great. And if Rey Mysterio wins, I'm going to throw a fucking fit because again,
1: you have have a, you have a, you have an ultra heavyweight and a, yeah. um, welterweight just going at it and you're like really is that really the decision we made today
0: you know uh, as a hardcore wrestling fan my all-time favorite thing and i bring this up a lot when i'm talking to people around wrestling i love when somebody randomly shows up right like it's supposed to be a they returned or it's a debut i love when they show up they're like you know who that is that's triple h like as if they didn't see him in the locker room earlier you know what i'm saying like that's my favorite part they're like where'd he come from it's finn Balor, and they're like Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was changing in the locker room with those guys. Obviously, that's fake. But, like, you know, it's planned. But I just look at that. I'm like, it's hard to sell me on that. But that's part of the illusion. That's just because here's the thing. As a wrestling fan, I'm not dumb. I'm fully aware that it's scripted. I can tell you all about it. But if you can get me with it, if you can get me to where I'm like, oh, I did not see that coming. Or that's fucking cool. And I fall for the illusion. Then I love it. But yeah, right now that's not the case. It's
1: like, it's, uh, I, I do love when they pretend like they all don't use the exact same entrance into the facility. Pretty much.
0: Like they try to add it like, oh, I'm going to throw a fist in the air or uh, I'm going to, you know what I mean? And I'm like, this is the exact same thing.
1: Or John Cena is very accurate to the rocks. I I remember watching I remember watching the um, Undertaker thing with you and they had him on a golf cart with like Black curtains around him,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: that was the only time when I was like laughing. And I just couldn't take it seriously.
0: I was actually watching something pretty fucking hilarious the other day. It was uh the top fifty what the fuck moments, and it wasn't like cool shit that happened. it was all bloopers, and one of them was um when the undertaker was going down the ramp, and the fucking shit blew up and lit him on fire, so he was, like, <laughs> running really fast, and then they did another one where it's fucking Jeff Hardy, too, dude. He comes out, and he starts doing this little thing, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 fucking sparklers just fly off, dude, and you just see him, like, dying. Like, he does not flip like, and ah, ah, down. Ah, ah. I gotta send you the video, dude. It's so fucking hilarious. Dude, you're on the,
1: Dude, you're on the thing. Greg Hardy's been lit on fire. Can we get some medical to the tent? Dude, that's
0: that's how it had to be, and it's like you could tell it was totally not planned because everyone's like, "Oh shit, this uh, this didn't go down very well." But um, there's something I actually want to talk about because I don't want to spend too much time talking about wrestling, but this is something that's wrestling related but not. So there's a um, a wrestler for AEW that goes by the name of MJF, which is a uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, I believe I'm saying that right, and he's basically a prick. He's supposed to be a dickhead. That's his character. Well, he's had many, like, run-ins with fans and people that, like, record him being a dick.
1: Oh, and, you? Uh, one, oh yeah.
0: one of them in particular, I guess, that people are making a big deal about is these kids. Well, they're not kids. They're, like, our age. These podcasters got their friend who's in a fucking wheelchair, like, an electronic wheelchair who's, like, fully paralyzed to go and meet this guy. And they understood well that he was going to be a dick to him, but they didn't know it was going to be to this extent. So when they're recording it, their buddy in the wheelchair is standing there in front of him. And MJF's like, I'm doing much better than you. And the guy in the wheelchair is like, Oh, yeah. And how's that? And he's like, Watch this. And he stands up. And dude, yeah, he's like, look, look what I could do. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Dude, they were like, Our friend was fully aware this would happen, but nobody should ever have to take this verbal abuse. And then, <laughs> And then somebody recorded another video where he was flipping a little kid off. The kid was like, I don't like him. He's like, that's cool. And he flips him off. The dad's
1: like, dude, really? <laughs> My son. <laughs> but the most recent like, yeah, issue was every after. Kid, that kid is going to have the greatest story to tell ever when he's an adult. Like, when I was six, I went to a wrestling match. And the wrestler put me off.
0: off. (laughs) Well, dude, there's no greater wrestler than a heel that stays in character. And he's explained that numerous times by Breaking Kayfabe. He says, That's my character. You shouldn't bring your kid to the bad guy to get a signature. And if you do, (laughs) like, right, if you do, you know what you're going into. So they always have to excuse this. You know what I mean? That'd be like Roman Reigns signing fucking autographs and going, "Oh, I'm so glad you're my fan. Thank you." That just fucks up the illusion for the kids.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's just yelling at the kids rock recognize me.
0: Well, you're dude, like, oh, like I'm so the most recent incident was a fan heckling him after a match ended. They're like, "You're a piece of shit." This is not that. And he's like, "Oh, fucking fuck you up, you fat piece of shit!" And he gets up. He's like, "Do something, bitch!" And like, <laughs> yeah, dude, he goes up to the rail and they're like, "Bro, chill out." But people get mad. They're like, this shouldn't be allowed. And Tony Khan's like, that's his character. He's staying in character. We're not WWE. And to me, I'm like, yeah, exactly. If I'm the dad and my daughter goes, I want to go to MJF, I'd be like, eh, I don't think you want to. <laughs> like, I want to go to him. I want to hear him roast me. But that's about uh-huh. it. But Dude, if you ever get a chance, look him up. It's called a MJF uh, Brood rude to fans and like it's funny as hell dude he's always talking shit to fans he's always talking shit to the media he'll be flipping him off or like one fan filmed uh, going to see him at a comic con convention and he's all okay I'm filming this video because I want you guys to see what the real MGF is like and you see him in the background flipping him off he's like I just said autographs are over dipshit get the fuck out (laughs) of (laughs) here he's like oh that's cool so you're going to treat your fans that's how I treat pieces of shit got him Dude, it's kind of like worth checking out. I'm like, hell yeah, that's the that's a good wrestler. That's somebody who knows he's an entertainer. And that's just his character. The only person that needs to be hugging those kids is like John Cena. All the good guys. The bad guys shouldn't even be at the fucking autograph signings. That shit should be like, you need a parent <laughs> to go with you. Like you go to you see cool? Mark Henry and he just chokeslams slams you.
1: <laughs> he gives you the bear hug.
0: You're like oh. <laughs> That would be cool as shit. I'm not going to lie. It would probably hurt, but I'd be like, I want to tell this story now. I think one of my favorite, like, all-time stories, uh, well, let me tell this one story, and then we're going we're to gonna kind of step away from wrestling. But a uh, long time ago, way before me and you were born, during the day that my dad was watching wrestling, we'll just put it that way, when he was a little, little one, there was a wrestler whose name I can't remember was doing an interview on fucking NBC, and the guy's like, well, wrestling's fake, so why don't you just admit it? And the wrestler, like, fucking slaps him so hard he falls out of his chair. And he looks up at him in horror, like, holding his face, tears. And he's like, does that feel fake? (laughs) That shit was funny (laughs) as fuck. But he got fired, obviously, because that was not supposed to happen. Oh, for sure. Like, they they did an episode about it on Dark Side of the Ring. It was called The Slap Hurt Around the World, which is, like, the greatest fucking line ever. (laughs) I'm I'm like, hell yeah. Oh, fuck. Hold on, it, like Dude, it's like a sauna in here. Holy fuck, we turned the AC off. Yeah, now, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm also the same boat. It's like, Dave Schultz and a slapper around the world.
0: That's what it is, yeah. He just fucking slaps the dude.
1: <laughs> and it's from, like, forever ago, dude. Vince McMahon's consent. A man who John Stossel saw as the biggest voter in the business also gained that was the time unprecedented access backstage at one of the WWS wrestling events at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> okay,
0: it was backstage, not on, not on, it was on the news, but it wasn't at their studio, it was backstage, okay. I was wrong, but that, that makes sense. Yeah, like he fucking, they're in a hallway or something like that, and that's... God. He really does just slap the snot out of the guy. It hard. <laughs> But that was his character, too. He wasn't trying to... I mean, a part of him, if you watch that Dark Side episode, he says that he wanted to beat the fuck out of the guy, but he also didn't know what to do because the guy put him on the spot. And his right. boss, McMahon, told him, stay in character, scare the shit out of him. So, for some reason, he thought smack him was the good answer. Hey,
1: Dude, if has could... got a lot of promotion.
0: Dave Meltzer's a fucking piece of shit. Sorry.
1: I can't stand yeah. that
0: dude.
1: I'm pretty sure they got a lot of free press out of it, so... I'm
0: oh, sure yeah. he wasn't.
1: They weren't too upset about it.
0: No, because they didn't fire him on the spot. It happened later down the road. It really fucked up his career for obvious reasons, but... From what the, what the story goes, McMahon and WWE really uh, stood by his side through it, which is a good thing, because... If I'm a wrestler or if I'm in the entertainment business, especially like a fucking circus, and I do something that pisses a fan off or a bunch of people, but it's part of my job, I would expect them to stand by me.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing. If you are a like reporter for something like that, that that, that uh, that's on you at that point.
2: Well you um, don't you do something
1: known disrespectful that this, like that. that. You should have known that you were getting yourself in this situation like that, to be honest.
0: Right. And like the Undertaker, Mark Calloway, Undertaker, he talks about this a lot. He says that the most disrespectful thing is to say to a wrestler, it's fake. Like, motherfucker, it's not fake. It's staged. Like, it's it's the equivalent of calling of asking a soldier how many people they've killed. It, right. it's, it's, it's a disrespectful thing to do. And the reporter knew full and well what he was doing because, according to the story, prior to that interview... He met another wrestler who was a failed wrestler that fucking sucked and they let him go. And so he was like, I want to talk to somebody on the news and tell them all about how fake it is and shit. Tells the guy all this stuff because he's a disgruntled employee. So the reporter, who's not just a reporter, by the way, he likes to debunk shit. He went in there intentionally looking to fuck with this guy. So it's kind of his fault. But... At the same time, like the the slapping part wasn't necessary, but it makes for good publicity. And to be honest, that's a good fucking story. Like, if I'm somebody that doesn't know what wrestling is and I hear about that, I'm gonna want to hear the story. I'm gonna be like, oh shit, I want to watch the clip.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, a dude just absolutely pimp slaps um guy. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, definitely gotta got um, tune in to watch that. I gotta see. I gotta see some. Stupid journalists get pimp slapped.
0: Uh, legend has it, Macho Man Randy Savage once took a drug test and there was traces of blood found in his cocaine system. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Uh, anyways. Uh, uh, so, so, um, if, do you, if you are having sex with your cousin, your balls get sweaty, you know what that's called? What? Relative humidity.
2: Uh,
0: we should ask our good old friend Aaron about that he's from Alabama (laughs) okay I don't know the full story I think he was like he lived there I don't know if he was born there he's told me a few times the story and I still don't fucking sometimes shit doesn't register with me I have to ask people shit all over again like okay I'm gonna get in so much trouble for this but I always forget Aubrey's birthday For the life of me, dude, I can't remember it. Olivia's, I have to think. I'm like May 18th, 2014. Like, I have to say it for it to register. Right. The only person whose birthday I fully remember is my wife's and my own. Like, if your birthday is coming up, tell me a month in advance so I can put it on a calendar. I'm always going to forget, man. I just – my mother's, I remember because it's St. Patrick's Day. That's really easy.
1: Like, mine, I can always remember my mom's birthday – um, because she's the twenty eighth of January, and mine's the twenty ninth of January. Right, so that's very easy to remember. But like, yeah, your sister, you're probably like, oh fuck, it's her birthday in like, like my, like my, my dad. I'm like, well, the issue is, is that my family has like twelve birthdays in August, and I always get oh, them mixed up.
0: Fuck yeah, that, I can understand that. That's like ridiculous. my two
1: sisters, and my grandma, and my dad, and my. It's like a whole group of them always gonna mix up, So like I'll call somebody like happy birthday and they'll be like it's not my birthday. <laughs> like right, wrong relative. Like what? Your birthday's the tenth, right, Dad? Because no, that's Bailey's birthday. And I gotta call my sister, Happy Birthday. I totally didn't call Dad telling him happy birthday.
0: You know what I've learned when you get older you stop caring so much about your birthday and other people's birthdays. Like Oh yeah, 100%. it's not it's not intentional, you just like you stop caring because you're like, dude, it's another day. It's nice when people reach out to you, yes, but, like, I don't like those people that expect it. They're like, man, nobody said happy birthday to me today. That sounds so fucking selfish to me. I'm like, I don't know why you would even want. Like, why would you celebrate
1: that Just you're getting older? Once you get out of high school at that point.
0: It hit me, yeah, like 21. I was like, okay, this doesn't matter anymore. But
1: Like, your 21 birthday is the last birthday that really matters until you turn 50.
0: Pretty much, like I'm scared to turn 30, but at the same time I'm not because I don't feel any different. And I've talked to friends that are 30, and they're like, "You don't really feel 30," but the idea that you're three decades old fucking sits there and like plants it plants a seed in your head, and you're like, "Oh my god." I was <laughs> talking,
1: I was talking the other day, and um, what did we what were we talking about came out a decade ago. Well, Grandma and I were talking. I said something came out a decade ago in 20 in um in um 2011. Holy and I was like shit. I was a freshman in 2011. Whoa. I, I was, <laughs> bro, I was, I was just, a junior. I started I started high school a decade ago. Oh yeah, it really
0: it's weird like uh I think in one more year is supposed to be my high school reunion which I'm not going to go to because <laughs> That seems gotta, useless to me.
1: You gotta go. You're a popular podcast host now. We've made like ten dollars. Uh,
0: what have you guys been up to for like the last ten years? I started a podcast. Here, check it out and give them cards with QR codes. <laughs> everybody in the whole room's like, so did I. Uh huh, dude. That's how it is. Because everybody on my Facebook has something. Like this generation is very entrepreneurial. I don't know what the word is, but like. I have two friends that are photographers. They've got a page for it. I've got five friends that are podcasters. They've got a page, a Twitch. they got everything. There's so many people doing the same shit that it's hard for anybody to make it. That's the issue. So, like, back in the day, yeah, I'm sure it was hard to be an actor, uh, musician, whatever. But it's probably harder now because we have the ability to do that stuff at home on a computer
1: and right. everybody's doing it. Okay, everybody's actually saying Suicide Squad's is actually good.
0: Oh, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I had one friend that didn't like it. He had told me, he was like, it wasn't any different than the first one. I'm like, well, no, not really. I mean, the tone is R, so it's gorier. You know, there's more F-bombs, obviously, but it's pretty much the same as the first one.
1: We're well, so also good for hiring good um, director, James Gunn. Well,
0: that's what I like about it, too, is it does have a Guardians of the Galaxy type feel to it. It's very humorous. There's... Jeez, God, it dude, John, 92% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's really good, man. But here's the thing. People are going as far as saying, oh, it's the best thing DC's ever done. And I'm like, uh eh, I wouldn't even go as far as saying it's the best thing they've done yet. I still believe that It's a a tie between Shazam and Joker. The best thing DC has done of all time is the Dark Knight Rises. Or, okay, I'll take that back, the Dark Knight Trilogy. But right now in the DC universe, it's a tie between Shazam and Joker, in my opinion. But they're like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm like, it wasn't like that. I mean, sure as hell was better than Wonder Woman 1 and 2. It was better than Aquaman. It was better than all that shit. I don't think it was better than the Zack Snyder cut, but you can't really compare them. They're two different things. It's not a superhero movie. It kind of is, but not really. My favorite character, dude, is Polka Dot Man. Oh no! His, you know, his power him. is. What's that? He shoots polka dots from his
1: hands. Oh, I think I saw a thing on a commercial of someone making fun of him, how useless his superpower is. Yeah.
0: Basically, well, it's crazy. His ends up being like the best superpower, like it fucking murders people. But he has a disease where if he doesn't unload his fucking shit, his polka dots at least two times a day, he gets a rash where he starts a bunch of like polka dots start bumping up on his skin and shit. It's funny <laughs> as fuck, dude. It's all swollen,
1: dude. John John is funny as hell in it though. Um, have you seen um freaking Infinite?
2: Mm, Mark Wahlberg?
1: Yeah. Mark of Four, like Jake Jason Mastanucus and like Kobe Jones. I haven't. It has a fifteen percent oh, on, to- on tomato meter. And a thirty percent audience rating. Well everybody's been saying it's bad. And an initially intriguing sci-fi thriller that quickly veers into incoherence. Infinite is insane and inconsequential. Dude. That's tough. That's tough. It have looked really Lucas? good. Have you seen like It
0: looked like it'd be good. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it. But the reason why is I just... I have a hard time with kids' movies. I mean, it depends what it is.
1: I think it was pretty good. Well,
0: um, Olivia loved it. We we saw actually, believe it or not, we went to um, so like every other Friday, our church does a family movie night thing. So you go there and right. they put it on the big screen, but they have three fucking big ass screens. So I got to see the movie three different times. Um, <laughs> they loved it. So the story is cute. You know, it's def definitely about friendship, and of course, there's a little woke message in there about being diverse. But whatever, it's still a good movie. Like. I can see why people like it. It definitely made them a lot of money. Overall, it was just kind of like, eh, been there, done that. But it, that's Disney.
1: It's Pixar. It's really hard for Pixar to make a bad movie.
0: Well, that's the thing. I've never seen a bad movie that they did.
1: Well, I've well the good the I good like dinosaur it. does exist. They did Ratatouille, right? Well, hold on. This I, I don't like Ratatouille. <laughs> Ratatouille is the best Pixar movie, and the fact that Toy is about a bad movie, dude. We had a whole episode where um, we freaking teamed up on you. I was so pissed off. You said Ratatouille's not a good movie; it's the best one.
0: Wait, when was this? Me and Colin were just talking about how shitty it was. <laughs> no, you guys teamed up on me on the Wally thing.
1: Because no, I was cause like, Wally I think Wally's 6-2. crazy overrated, but it's it's I Ratatouille. Ratatouille is the best Pixar movie. It's not God. even close.
0: You're forgetting Toy
1: Story. No, I love Toy Story. Toy Story Two is the best Toy Story movie. But Toy Story Two is not as good what? as Ratatouille. Hold on, did you just say
0: Toy Story Two is the best? Yes. Dude, besides the fourth one, that's like the lowest good one. When somebody loves. You. Okay, oh, I'll give you this.
2: Beautiful.
0: What's his name? Uh, what's the villain's name? Surge
1: or fuck? I Always forget. Damn it. Zerg. You know Zerg. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but he the was real... cool as shit. But the real, the real bad guy, is Stinky Pete. Well, oh
0: yeah, I mean yeah,
1: but he yeah. was cool as fuck. They're pretty cool. They should have put him in the first one.
0: I um, love the third um, one, dude. I fucking hate the fourth he's one. He's going to be
1: the main villain of the new um, Buzz Lightyear movie.
0: Dude, I love the fucking first one. That's awesome. It's like so underrated, dude. I love the Buzz Lightyear movie. Did you hear that they're doing a Pinocchio live action movie?
1: Oh, God. The only like movie that they should be remaking live action, they're not doing. I'm pissed off. Why have they not made Atlantis? Atlantis
0: was cool. I remember seeing this little meme about it where it was like starring Jessica Alba. <laughs> and they took like a, a picture of her from like some modeling thing she did for that movie, uh, Into the Blue or whatever. And it's her. They're, people are like, is this fucking for real? Cancel it. <laughs> Like, I love Jessica Alba, man. Oh, my God, I love her. But not enough to fucking have her in a Disney movie. No thanks. Atlantis is cool. They
1: should do a live action of that. And that's one of those movies that that would be better if it was live action.
0: Oh, 100%. Because, dude, literally everything about it is, like, that close to National Treasure. Like, on a scale of fucking, oh, my God. (laughs) You know, like, it would be cool. It would have to be PG-13. At least. It has
1: to be. Yeah, like Terry you know. Cruz's cookie would be so awesome. <laughs> I remember when that movie came out, dude. That's an old ass movie
0: if you think about it. They I'm all are, you.
1: though. All the good I got your old. four basic food groups right here beans, biscuit, whiskey, beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard. You
0: know what was weird? The live action, non Disney movie, but the Tarzan movie.
1: Dude, which one? That's like 450. It's like, we get a new live action. Toys or um, Tarzan, like it, every was, years.
0: it was the newest one. Uh, well, I guess it was like a couple of years ago, but it had Christoph Waltz and a couple other people. It was like really violent, it was almost close to like a King Kong type movie.
1: I think it was just called Tarzan. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure this The Legend of Tarzan from 2016 that's the one. With Alexander it's, Skinner and Samuel L. Jackson? Wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> does it have Christoph Waltz in it? No, let me look up Tarzan. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Yeah, so right, I Tarzan only... 2016. yeah it does have Christoph Waltz in it. So
0: that's the only reason I saw it was because of him. He played the Jew hunter in uh, Tarantino's Inglourious Bastards. He's a like, good actor. So I went to go see it because of him, and I was watching this movie, and I was like, dude, this is not a movie for kids. Like, at all. It was really violent, and
1: it was really dark. Tarzan leaves Africa and the wargy for England at the end of the return of Tarzan seemingly forever. What?
0: I remember seeing this thing where I was like, you can't tell me Tarzan grew up in the jungle, and not once was he clapping gorilla cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) I was like seriously, what else are going to
1: do? That's a good opinion, because this man was really surprised when, um... When he saw our girl for the first time. I, saw <laughs> uh, Jane, when Jane, um, came through. Did you know the highest ranked, um, Pixar movie is Finding Nemo? What
2: the
0: fuck?
1: I don't even like I, it that much. I mean, it was cool. I had a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: So, I didn't like Finding Dory for obvious reasons, mostly because I'm older. But I was watching it, and I was like, eh, this is kind of boring compared to the first one. The story just wasn't interesting. Luckily, they had Nemo and the dad, you know, obviously. You kind of need them. Right. But that was my biggest concern was what if they're fucking not in it. I was just like, that would suck. The biggest letdown Disney-wise was Monsters University. I thought that was so Yeah, that movie
1: sucked so bad.
0: And then I- they made a fucking TV show. Have you been? Have you been watching that? No, I thought about it. Olivia loves it, and I was like, oh, I might because I do like. What
2: you think.
1: So, well, everybody's bad. in it, right? Yeah, um, and like Goodman and what's his name, Crystal Billy Crystal. Yeah, Billy Crystal are both in it too.
0: Sick. Okay, then I'll check it out. It's
1: it's been pretty good so far. Um, I have to retract my previous statement. Finding Nemo is the third. Highest ranked um, on Tomato Meter, number one is Toy Story Two. You freaking twat monkey! Oh my um, God. And number two is the original Toy Story. Toy Story Two is like three and a half stars at best. And so the top, the top three is Toy Story Two, then Toy Story, then Finding Nemo, then Inside Out, then Toy Story Three. Am I the only one that
0: doesn't like Inside Out? I think so. I didn't like it. I don't know why. I just didn't find it interesting.
1: I mean, it's. I think. I think what happened was you put the movie on and you were um, in I the was, house.
0: That's probably what it was. Or I oh, put it on yeah. thinking like this is gonna be like John Wick, all excited.
1: <laughs> but um, like if, you, you, like, sit, w- if you sit and watch, to, like actually let the let the actual like lessons kind of like sit in your head for a while. Like, really, right, because they're all emotions. Really great yeah it's like like teaching you like as a kid every single event has like that one emotion like this event made you so happy and you only remember it as being happy but as we grow up our our emotions kind of get complicated that this memory can be a sad memory now but be but we can also still it's a happy memory but now we get sad when we think about it that and Pete
0: Doctor is ridiculous. Well, it's a genius idea all around when you think about it. Like, Disney definitely has an agenda in teaching people shit. But this one in particular, it's smart. It, It teaches kids about emotions, which not a lot of kids' movies are educational. This one is. So, you know, it's a great idea. I just... You know what I think it was that came out at around the same time as uh, home, the Pixar or Pixar, the DreamWorks movie.
1: Oh, that I be loved so, home. That movie's that so freaking
0: garbage.
1: I hate you. It was so we funny. Have we have to see what
0: <laughs> the Ron Tomato score for home is- dude. Home is hilarious. I want to be. I told Olivia one year, I was like, dude, if you go as boo, I'll be Captain Smek for her fucking <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> like, that was the shit. Steve Martin is awesome. I love the dude that voices, um. Uh, oh, because you know I always forget his name. He's on Big Bang Theory. He's fucking awesome. He's one of my favorite gay actors out there, besides Dookie Hauser. Oh,
1: Jim! You heard <laughs> about Jim Parsons? Jim Parsons, yeah, yeah the guy who plays. Yeah, it's got a it's got a fifty-two on the meter, a sixty-four on the audience score.
0: Man, these fucking nerds! Colorful,
1: <laughs> silly, and utterly benign. Home is a passable diversion, but there's no shortage of superior animated alternatives.
0: I'm cool with it. I love it. I like DreamWorks more anyway. They made some shitty films, though.
1: Um, Heartwarming and harmless? Sure. Why not? But it's also numbing in its simplicity and often rather annoying. Anyone over 10 will see see the plot twist a mile away. Kids will probably enjoy the goofy boobs and the rainbows of colors and the music. Call me traditionalist, but I still say the world was a better place before the darn booze invaded. <laughs> the worst
0: part of the film is the fact that the music is all done by Rihanna and J-Lo, <laughs> which was obviously, you know, for it, obviously that's going to happen because they're in it, but it was kind of stupid. I was like, oh, oh God is, damn it! can't you just be original? Perfect.
1: The cinema, home is a cinematic equivalent of cotton candy. It's colorful oh, and fuck? sugary and sweet but disappears almost a minute immediately after consumption. These people are dumb as shit.
0: But you know what I will say is the best DreamWorks film of all time? Fucking people can fight me. Ants. Dude, Ants is the greatest. You know Ants
1: is not a Pixar film, right? No, I said DreamWorks. Oh, I was like, you know that Shrek exists, right? No, I love Shrek, but dude, Ants is way better. No. I fucking love Ants. No, it's not. And
0: the reason I like it is because it's
1: more towards adults.
0: Shrek was on. too, let's, if you think about let's it.
1: Let's have a let's have a conversation about the fact that also, um, How to Train Your Dragon, all of them. I absolutely all of hate them those movies. Are better Oh, because I don't understand. You have the worst um, taste in movies I've ever seen in my entire life, and I'm officially calling. You like Disney films. <laughs> Everyone okay, likes here. Disney films.
0: That sucks. <laughs> like, okay, I love Jay Brischel. He's the only reason I watched him, but I just couldn't get into him. I was like, this is so boring.
1: How to Train Your Dragon? Dragons. How to Train Your Dragon Two is just so good. You Disney know what's worse oh, than
0: those movies? The Kung Fu Panda movies. Those are so dumb. I love Jack Black, and I'll I give to go him to that.
1: For Jack Black, um, the first. Um, um, Kung Fu Panda movie is awesome. The rest are kind of bland, kind of boring. But here's here's my thing with Shrek I only saw the first two because I
0: was younger. First one was amazing, second one, that's when I was kind of like, eh, this is boring. But the best way to describe Shrek for me is like, unless you're a kid, it's like a midday jerk off. <laughs> that's really the best way to describe it. I never saw well, it, like it'll one, do, the, I it'll no do the work,
1: but. But, it's not as satisfying. Um, the best Disney Pixar movie is The Prince of Egypt, though. That movie right. is so good. is the greatest hey, animated no. film of all time. Hey, do you remember that
0: they did a... Um, I can't remember the movie, but it is a Disney film. It's not Pixar, but it's a live-action movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Prince of... Fuck. Is it Prince of Persia? I
1: can't remember... Oh, yeah, it's I know what you're action. talking about.
0: Right. Well, they were video games beforehand. So, of course, I was like, I'll go check it out. Uh, it's got Jake Hall in it. It was not good. It was very forgettable. I was kind of shocked. Wait, it had a sequel?
1: I think so. I didn't fucking know this. Prince. That's how of much I didn't Persia. care for it. Yeah, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time with Jake Gyllenhaal. And it they was made so bad. Of- the first one's bad, like what the
0: fuck? It was okay. Yeah, back in two thousand. God damn, I can't believe it's that old. You know what one of the worst live action films is besides uh fucking The Last Airbender, which we'll never talk about?
1: Um <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. Did you ever watch that shit? No, I refuse to. It's I like, bad, dude. It's I like so bad. The only my only uh, like uh if you've been um if you've been around radiation you've, uh, my only exposure to Dragon Ball Z was a video game on was a video was some video game on like Xbox it was the fighting game.
0: Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. See, I grew up off of Dragon Ball Z, I loved it, but not enough to want that movie. And I was, like, in fucking middle school or high school when it came out. So I was just like, whatever. I'll go see it. And, of course, it was stupid. But in terms of, like, that kind of shit, so I did like Dragon Ball Z. Of course, I loved Pokemon. I actually liked the shitty Digimon. But Yu-Gi-Oh! was where I kind of got, like, lost. I was like, eh, I'm not seeing the hype behind this.
1: Yeah, I had, like, 14 binders. Oh, I know. Yu-Gi-Oh! was huge of Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. and I, had, I still even I make had, them? Yeah, definitely do. Um, what was the one where you put like all like the five different card pieces together? The,
0: the four pieces of... Uh, Agamoto or something? Z- like. <laughs> the four pieces of Zodiac. <laughs> I don't
1: know.
0: <laughs> whatever, Zodiac,
1: was, let's whatever it was, I had all of the pieces to it.
0: Yu-Gi-Oh!
1: The four... Jesus, while I'm looking this shit up. I think it's five. Oh, yeah. What the hell? What am I looking for?
2: Exodia.
1: Uh, yeah, Exodia, whatever that is. I used to have, <laughs> used to have all so five pieces. That. I was so pumped, I had them, and I had them binders, and my freaking evil stepmother threw all of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards away.
0: Man, is not that... Person understand how much money that's worth now. You know how hard it was to find those. My brother was a dedicated Yu-Gi-Oh fan, and he could never find them. He had like two
1: pieces, and I was like,
0: yeah dudes are like, like selling them
1: for like two hundred bucks a piece." I want to call that wicked witch and charge her a buck fifty.
0: Uh, give me my shit back. <laughs>
1: That'd be like a
0: fucking call. Hey, how's it been? How you been? Oh, I know we don't really talk anymore, but do you ever do you know where you put my fucking
1: Yu-Gi-Oh shit? But, well, I know what like, she did with what? them. She, she like she took them and dumped them all out of like the clear case. And I had I had a binder and then I had like the individual card pieces. But the, like, yeah, to,
0: the clear things. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because my buddies and I used to freaking um, build decks <laughs> together and play it play at recess.
0: Yeah, we did that with Pokemon at school a lot. School, we had the binders.
1: Yeah, oh, I was so mad,
0: though, dude. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I freaking you dumped them all. I was so pissed off.
0: My fucking dad, dude. He used to make me so mad. He would, like, pick up the binder, hold it upside down, and all these fucking things would come flying. <laughs> out. I was like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Like, it takes forever to put back in place because you have them organized.
1: You know how I got most of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards? I didn't buy a Mm. single one. My older stepbrother had a bunch of binders full of these Yu-Gi-Oh cards and a bunch of unopened packs, like 40 unopened packs of these Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And he said he'd give me all the Yu-Gi-Oh cards and I shaved my eyebrows. Damn. So I shaved my eyebrows off because I for like four weeks, for like four months.
0: That's a deal of a lifetime, though, right there.
1: <laughs> I'm you,
0: you trade them and shit where you like, do weird like, things for them. Like, my yeah. parents
1: are so pissed off. <gasps> my stone's like, why would you do that? I was like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Not gonna play Yu-Gi-Oh Yu-Gi-Oh
0: We're trying to get that Sapphire Dragon. I always forget his fucking name. Blue-Eyes White Dragon. Yeah, the Blue-Eyes White Dragon. That's right. Everyone wanted that fucking thing, and my brother had it. He actually had a holographic one of it, too. It was pretty cool. I mean... Here's the thing. When I was a kid, those were running for like ten bucks a pack or whatever. I don't know how much they are now, but they're really fucking expensive back then anyway. Pretty sure they're more now. Maybe maybe, I don't know. Pokemon's pretty expensive, I know that because yeah, like
1: everybody's buying Pokemon cards now for some reason.
0: Well that Pokemon Go Bullshit, which here's the thing. To me that's that's a failure app. It's gonna eventually it's gonna fucking not be popular anymore. Well, it didn't work. Popular.
1: Popular. It like, like, it's really- not as big. It got really cool, really popular, and people to stop playing it. Um, well, it I, but it, for Pokemon Go, I think it might still have been more. It's still, I think, it'd be even more popular it is now. But COVID came and no one could go anywhere to catch Pokemon. That's right. Rude.
0: Well, and like the hype on it ran out really fast too. I think yeah. I'd say it lasted like less than a year. it was really and-
1: fun, It was really fun right at the beginning because you would collect a bunch of Pokemon, but then it was like the grindiest grind fest of all time.
0: Yeah, you had to travel and shit to find this shit. It was like, what the hell? Like, like the uh, travel it sounded was,
1: cool, but... The travel was the fun part. You'd go and collect a bunch of stuff, but they were all like, level five, in order to evolve your fucking <laughs> things. You, in Dude. order to evolve your things and compete, there were freaking nerds on here who were spending, like, 12 hours a day playing this. They had like level like, level 2,000... Um, of these oh, yeah. different Pokemon, and you're catching five, um, five of them, and every time you catch one, you you can sell it for a candy, and you got to get like twenty five candies to upgrade your person every time. And every time you upgrade him, right. it's um, it doubles. So there, you're sitting at a point like you, to upgrade your thing, you get, like two hundred candy, but you have to catch two hundred of the freaking um. Right. Pokemon. Well, and sometimes sometimes you that. get
0: fucked, and you catch the same one, like. That happened to me a couple times, or... Well, you have I to get remember-
1: the same one, because in order to upgrade the ones you have, you have to, like, sell those, and they give you expensive yeah. candy pieces.
0: You know what used to be funny as shit, though? Like, when I was working over at Tabor Center as a security guard, I started out playing Pokemon Go while I was doing patrols and shit. <laughs> but then we had to run all these nerds off that were doing the same thing. We'd see them, like, on the fucking plaza area, like taking pictures of the building, but that's what we thought. And it was just them playing Pokemon Go. And we go out there and chase them off. Like, dude, you gotta go. And he's like, hold on, I'm catching a fucking Charizard. <laughs> yeah, dude, we chase them off. They're like,
1: God damn it. And they get all mad. I'm like, I'm sorry, bro, you can't be here. Like, You're a piece of shit, dude.
0: But like it got annoying.
1: Last last night I was at an event and they had um some people from um a security team and the dude was so pissed off because this chick was wearing yoga pants. Oh fuck! <laughs> and she had them pulled all the way up to her nipples. And he's what like, a "Weird reason to be mad." He's like, "Why is she wearing yoga pants? That doesn't look very professional." I have professional people coming here, and your and your security looks like they just got out of bed.
0: <laughs> like, here's the thing. So yeah, there is like a you know, there's a a uniform code that everyone has to follow. And especially like – so like a company that I work for, you have to wear the pieces that are given to you. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The only time it's acceptable is when you start out at a new site. It's been like that in all the six, seven years I've been in security. That's how it's supposed to be, but there's some companies where they're really lax on it. Like when I used to work for Securitas, they gave me black slacks, but the ones I had at home were like much better. They were combat style. Right. And I, I was an like armed guard at a bank, and so they were like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Just wear those instead. But if I were doing that, like, yeah, if I were doing that now, though, the company I work for would be like, nope, mm-mm, absolutely not. I don't care how uncomfortable you get. Don't fucking even try it. Yeah, like, it they're so, very, very strict.
1: Yeah, that was funny. Skew was all yelling and pissed off. And she was like, I just, I was just wearing them because they're more comfy. Well, but the thing was, little... like, they had four security guards there, and none of them were under 325 pounds. None of them. <laughs> Dude, most so security my, guards are really fat. <laughs> so, so my boss goes, "Hey, quick question: If someone ran here, stole something, just ran out, you think they'd be able to, be able to catch them? Absolutely not. That's well, their t- not that's to. their TV now. That's their TV. That, that's that's
0: it. Well, in security, they taught us you're not supposed to like. So back in you know my older days when I was training people, I would tell them all the time, all you do is observe and report. So it's like the laziest thing in the world. You watch it as it's happening." And it used to be you could stop a crime while it was happening. But now, from what I've heard, like, you know, across the board with security companies, you're not even supposed to do that. They have, like, these classes you got to take where you're not allowed to detain people. You are not allowed to fight back unless your life depends on it. Like, literally, a fucking robbery can take place. And it's not even, like, where I'm at. It's across the street, and I see the guy come running. I can't even jump in the way to stop him. Anybody, that's... Right, it's kind of like that's useless. Like, what the fuck are we even here for? You're like, but what, it also what are we spending money for? That's the way I see it. If I was a client and I was I had security, I'd want them to try to intervene. But basically, and this is the best insult I've ever heard in my life. A couple of years ago, when I worked at U.S. Bank Tower, and uh, the only reason I'm putting all this info out there is because I don't fucking work at these places anymore. <laughs> but when I did, um, this guy was just like, walking around i was like sir can i help you and he's like yeah um i work here i'm like, okay do you have a access badge he's like why do you need all that i'm like because i'm trying to fucking identify who you are you can't just be hanging out it's a public space why are you harassing me i'm like it's not a public space dude it's private property and he's like are you fucking kidding me dude fuck you you fat piece of shit you are nothing but a fucking hallway monitor i was laughing so hard dude i've never heard anything more accurate that's all security is is
1: hallway monitors dude they just go wee wee where are you going yeah, my freaking. I was dying because the people who were at our event are from the company that you work for. Uh, and my boss goes, You think they got a weight limit or a weight um, minimum that they have to reach before they'll hire you? I was dying. Dude, no, seriously. Like, here's the thing, dude. So many
0: security guards are fucking fat. Like, I got really fat working in security because, dude, when you patrol, that's different. When I first started, I was patrolling a lot, and it was like 13 miles a day, man. I lost some good weight. But the second I got into the branch office side of things, the second I got into administration, you're sitting on your ass. Even as a supervisor, you're sitting on your ass. Sometimes these security guards work sites where it's a one-man post, and they do the same thing. They sit on their ass. The only exercise they get is when they get up to go to the bathroom or like when they walk around the building, which is like two meters long. It's the laziest job in the world. But it pays so well because it's more than minimum wage. Some of them, not so much. I've worked sites too where you get like nine bucks an hour, and it's because there's not much to do but stare at a camera. But, you know, like as the years went on, it's exactly the same thing I did, and I was making more, man, like 15, 16, 18. So it's kind of one of those things where I tell people it's one of the best jobs you can have because you literally don't do much. All you do is look at shit, report shit. You sit there, you listen to your, head, your AirPod or whatever, and that's it. And you get paid more than a person flipping a burger. So it's it's nice. And you get job security too. Like There's a saying in security that it's really hard to get fired in security. 100% true. Um, as somebody that's worked on administration side of things, it is very expensive to rehire. And most people don't want to rehire because there's a oh, – the way that a lot of security companies do business is – they see it as sometimes there's a site for everybody. Meaning that there are some places you'll put a guard he doesn't work out there because nobody likes him or he sucks at his job. You put him at another site, you don't fire him. And he does better there. But that's kind of shitty. It's like recycling shit. But yeah, that's, that's all I gotta add about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's, it's a lazy job, but it pays well. And yeah, you could never really get fired. I mean, unless you steal shit from the client that that's easily a fireable offense but
1: obviously you, sleep you can you literally you sleep with your subordinates
0: yes pretty much That that's well actually no they'll just move you sites. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll punish you by not giving you a site for like weeks on end which is fucked up but in fact <clears throat> let me close this with telling a short little story the first time i ever had a position of power like as a supervisor and not a patrol officer I, uh, I got pissed because I didn't get the the site supervisor position at a building I worked at one time. Uh, I was up and running for it. It was between me and another guy. The guy stepped down and said, you know what? I don't even want to do this anymore. I'll put in a good work for you. He did. They told me I was going to get it. Found out a week later they gave it to another guy that had no experience. He'd only worked with the company a year. So I was fucking livid, and I went to the, you know, the head office, and I told him I can do this job better than most of you sitting in here right now. And I want, I want this position. If I can't get it here, then I want to go to another site. All of them told me no and that I was crazy and I was just being outlandish. But then I met one guy, the head honcho, that said, you know, I like this idea because if you fuck this up, I get to get rid of you. But if you do good, you make me look good. That means more money. And I can fucking give you a better position. So I was like, okay. And he's like, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you a site that nobody wants to work because it sucks. If you can do that and you can get the client to resign with us, I will give you another site that's better. And I said, Done deal. I went to this place, dude. I made the client happy in less than a month. And it was just because, you know, there's a lot of like miscommunication. And some people are shitty, dude. Like there's people that are in positions higher than any of us that shouldn't be there.
1: Okay. But look at Joe Biden.
0: Yeah, 100%. I don't know how the fuck he got there. <laughs> We'll save that one for the Friday show. (laughs) But, um, yeah, we are kind of pushing it. So I'm going to close it with that story. Uh, unless you have something you'd like to add to this fun little episode.
1: No, I think we're sitting pretty.
0: Hold on. Say that again. I said, I think we're
1: sitting pretty.
0: I agree. This was a fun episode. I love doing these episodes. I love the political ones. I really do. But I love these because it's, this is me and you in real life. This is just how we talk to each other. Right. And there are people that seem, they seem to like it. So I'm like, okay, you know, that that's what I love about podcasts is I love feeling like I'm there. Like I'm listening to this conversation and I'm literally in the room with them. That's what we try to do here at the Great Group Podcast.
1: Do you like the conversation? Do you want to be involved in the conversation? Go like us on Facebook. Join the goddamn Discord. 100%
0: dude get involved. involved oh man there's so our page is actually really popular right now but the thing is I am seeing a lack of interest where people are like interacting with each other we don't have that yet and we're still trying to work on that so people get on that page like shit share shit if you want to I'm sure we can find a way to do that we might even make a group we'll call it the great girls community I don't know but Get more involved. Check out our Twitter. Uh, definitely check us out at podcast.com. You can find us on pretty much any streaming app. I'm not going to name names just for legal reasons, but you can find us everywhere. But definitely check us out at our homepage, thegreatearthpodcast.com. I am your host, Mr. Tony Trujillo, to with
1: website, our other host.
0: And you, Wait, send us what? A
1: message. you go to our website, and you send us a message, I'll send you a titty pick.
0: 100% I'll be like, hey, check it out. Nipple! <laughs> I'm
1: bedazzled.
0: <laughs> i <I'm> bedazzled. <a> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. Austin, sir, I will see you on the Friday show. Adios.